Welcome to the Before Midnight podcast, coming to you from the N Plus One studios overlooking beautiful downtown Frankfurt. In this podcast, we explore the world of age group triathletes. We'll be looking at the real world challenges of being an amateur multi-sport athlete. I'm your host, Linda Word, along with my co-host, Brian Schenkenfelder. Brian, what's going on on this late in the week podcast for us? Yeah, uh, life's great. Yeah. Everything's phenomenal. Sure. Sure. <laughs> We always have to talk about the weather. Um, been today okay. was really, really nice. It was nice. Did you get to get I out and do outside. anything? No, no. We, it's been a very busy day. I've had city people up here talking about oh, that's right. getting easement along our property line to put in a trail. The pros and cons of such a, a decision. <laughs> we had that conversation, and then we had physical therapy. Right. For Alex, he, how's his elbow doing? It's it's healed in that it's no longer broken. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yay! The range of motion is not coming back very quickly. Hmm. He can extend pretty close to fully. He can. Uh, he's not or he negative. Can't. He can, but he can get to about five and ten okay. relatively easy, which is good. That is good. Uh, that's because he'll carry things. We were at the pool the other day. He climbed up the rock wall. Stuff like that to kind of strengthen things is good. Right. The problem is, is touching his shoulder is not going so well. We've been kind of uh, stuck in the same spot for a while now. Okay. That's that's not good. We've got to get better at that because you can't. It's got to move forward. We've got to get that yeah. range of motion back. Yeah. And the longer it. And that's less of a movement that you're going to do naturally then that's that's the whole problem you're going to carry something your arm's going to get extended yeah yeah just the weight's going to pull it down exactly that's that's what's happened that's why that has i i believe has gone forward where that makes total sense yeah Uh, he is very resistant to do the exercises at home if he does them he kind of half does them Mm. i get it no one wants to be uncomfortable yeah same time you got to push that uncomfort discomfort a little bit to get some movement yeah when you're only going a couple times a week to the pt and that's the only time you're really pushing on it it hurts and i know it hurts him quite a bit he he comes away with tears at times it's it is very sad that's like my i don't think my wife goes anymore (laughs) (laughs) she mentioned something about uh, having me work with him a little bit because i'm maybe meaner i I can i can maybe handle the tears better than you can i don't know well the problem is is he the problem is getting him to push yeah and reach that level of discomfort involuntarily he won't do that yeah because I've told him all along, it's like, just move. Keep it moving. Go up to the limits. Just keep doing stuff with yeah. it. And he won't even do that. Well, no, because uh, it's uncomfortable. Well, but I mean, just this. I mean, you don't have to go to the point where you can't touch it. Just to move it is is going to help in the range as well. I have to think about what is a natural, you know, something that you do where you are required to be in that movement. And that's that's a tough one. There are think none. About them. Unless you're doing bicep curls. Scratching your back. Put things on his back. Sun's out, gun's out, man. We just have to get him. <laughs> That's right. Get him some weights. There we go. Sun's out, gun's out. Let's go. <laughs> He's nine. Gosh. He's the one who wants to be swole. Yeah. Okay. Work on being swole this summer. It's not a word I've 
usually use. All right. <laughs> you want to get swole? I don't even. I, I mean, I'm getting what it is from context. But if you just said the word, I'd be like, what are you talking yeah, about? You are not in with the lingo of today's kids. Although no. swole is probably about a year or two old. I'm, I'm on the back end of that one. Uh, yeah, that's not one I've ever really heard. <laughs> and I'm like working at a school, but okay. Well, you're too young a kid. Yeah, my, my kids are too young. They're, they don't. Although some of the things they say, I'm like, okay. They haven't fully been plugged into the YouTube yet. No, no. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> they don't need to be. <laughs> they will be. Assimilation they will be. There's plenty of time for that, yeah. Assimilation is required. Yeah, they don't, they don't need to do that yet. <laughs> no. This week has been crazy. Is, this has been like the first full week off of school. Yes. We got out, what, last Wednesday. Which means I'm like supposed to watch Alex this week, which means like a bunch of like work work stuff that never blows up is all blown up this week. Of course. Because I'm trying to right. do stuff with him this week. Yeah, because he's home for the first <laughs> full week, of course. And for me, I'm in charge of the summer camp program. And we had 112 kids at our school. Our school is very small. It's a little private school. And uh, for the summer program, we have, oh, I think 92 kids mm-hmm. coming like next, I mean, for the whole eight weeks, there's a total of about 92 kids registered. They're not all coming all eight weeks, but we'll have probably 60 to 70 to 80 some weeks. Yes. And so I'm in charge of that all by myself. <laughs> So this week I'm like, there you go. Exciting. oh my gosh, I am working more this week. I, I'm, you know, there's there's time as an administrator where you're watching your teachers just like scrambling, and I feel bad because I don't have a whole lot to do. This is one of those times where it flips. You just gotta wait. You know, the teachers are all off. Their report cards are in. They're gone. They're on summer break, and I'm going, oh my god. So I put in. Hence, we're doing a late podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I did text you earlier saying, I haven't forgotten. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> no, but, it's, it has been a busy week. It has been crazy, yeah. Yeah, we finished up our uh, soccer this week, the okay. tryouts for the Georgetown Football Club in Frankfurt, which I've been a part of. Is right. Be coaching a Potentially coaching a 2013 team. We had the tryouts. Or we didn't have enough 2011. But Alex went because of a chance to play soccer with some of his friends from school. There you who go. were on the 2012 team. He's a 2011 he didn't get to play with. Okay. They had the trouts of the 2012, so a bunch of them were there, oh, and he good. got to play with them and good. hopefully had some fun. <laughs> I'm sure he did. And it looks like I'm going to have enough to, to form a team. That's exciting. We didn't know. and We actually may have enough to have – you have age groups, like Alex is a 2011, which would be you – I guess it would be you 12 next year. Okay. Under 12. Okay. And then the 2012s would be the U11, which is what Alex was this year. Then I have a U10, which would be the 2013 kids. Okay. Then they have U9 and U8, which are part of an academy. And the academy is not uh, that you don't join a league and play a schedule and have results, standings, and things of that nature. You train, and they have what they call play dates, which is kind of a funny name for it. It's kind of like a they get a couple teams together mm-hmm. and they'll play some matches a couple you, you play like two matches in a day okay They're usually a bit shorter it gives you some game experience but it's and not you, count doesn't count no, for anything no there's no like standings okay and you might have like four of those in a season four or five 
where you, so that means you're going to play eight to ten games. It's almost a like year. a practice, but it's a game. So. Right. It's a chance for them to Is there a, a have a there? game and they'd have a ref. It, it would be an official game. It's just yeah. not part of a league. Okay. Where you have a schedule and play everybody. It takes a lot of the pressure off. I kind of like that. That's the whole point of it. It allows you to play that 7v7 game without having to have standings and all those things. Mm -hmm. The game scores are going to count. The kids are still going to be happy and upset whether they win or lose. Right. Uh, But the good news from all this, we had about seven or eight kids, boys and girls. Good. We may have enough to have, depending on how many success, to have... I think they might be more like 20. I'd go back and count. But they almost had enough to have a girl and boys team. Oh, wow. Or at least That's enough good. that on certain, if you can get everybody there, you could have play dates where you have a boys and a girls team compete rather than having a co Would you team. have the girls compete against the boys? No, they would compete against other okay. girls teams. So there'd be enough, there's enough girls to do two teams. Okay. Well, it or, wouldn't be in here. You'd go out and play other clubs. Oh, I got you. We'd I got go you. and play like King's Hammer. Okay. And the King's Hammer would have an academy teams. Okay. And you'd play against them. Gotcha. And hopefully there'd be, they're going to have a girls team. The bigger clubs are all going to have boys and girls yeah. teams at each age group. Some some of the bigger clubs are going to have multiple at each age group. Well, that's pretty nice that you can add enough kids to do one here. Yeah, and, and not, especially if we can get single gender where you're the, the yeah. boys and girls rather than doing co-ed. Yeah. Because co-ed can, give you, can get rough at times. <laughs> I mean, my team is going to end up being co-ed. Yeah. It, you know, and you can only do that until they get to be twelve. Yeah. And then, you then gotta, things change too much. It's it, it becomes yeah, because it's actually funny when you watch girls will shove and grab more than the boys usually. Okay. But the boys are more likely to come in and lower a shoulder and go into you. Yeah. It's a different type of physicality. The girls are very grabby and pushy and pull, uh-huh. but they don't like lower and they try don't. to knock you down type thing. <laughs> but the boys will be much more of that and try to Which knock is you interesting because, like, taking self defense class, it's like shoulders and elbows are the strong, you know, that's what you, you're taught to use as a weapon okay. rather than your hands if you're doing self defense. But it's interesting that little girls don't get that yet. <laughs> Well, I mean, as the girls get older, and yeah, you, you see a lot more pushing, a lot more grabbing, but not not as much. Use your body weight to like knock somebody yeah. off the ball as much. It, it's just yeah. kind of this interesting thing I've noticed from watching <laughs> the girls and, and the boys play. Yeah. The boys are a lot more subtle about it, a lot more. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's, it's a much more violent. Where I'm, I'm going to come in, I'm going to bang, and then we're going to like push against each other. But the girls will be much more likely to. <laughs> <laughs> just shove somebody. I'm just gonna shove you out of yes, exactly. <laughs> or I'm gonna, not so. Or you okay. go by me. I'm just going to grab by that jersey so you can't get past me. Type gotcha. thing. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, the boys do that, just not nearly as as much. It's, it is funny though, how they play differently as they they get older. Wow. Interesting. Cool. Well, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, open water swimming because it's that time of year. The river's like almost warm enough. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably uh-huh. 65 down there. <laughs> It's probably a little warmer than that. I don't know. We haven't had any... Ni- We've only had a couple 90-degree days to you need a, warm yeah, it up. We need so, yeah. There's... I was in the pool last Monday up here at Juniper Hills. Oh, that's right. At what you was went up cold. At Memorial Day, and it was cold. Okay. Yeah, it was probably mid-70s, the pool. That's pretty cold. You didn't bring your wetsuit? 
No. no. What I ended up doing was I sat beside the pool long enough that I was overheated. And then I got Dang. in the water. It felt really cold, but it was manageable because... You were so hot. I was so sitting, hot, yeah. Sitting out in the sun. It, it wasn't as bad. It was, it was a pretty hot Memorial Day, that's for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> but yes, it is. The weather is turning. It, we, it is time to... It's June. It should be open water time. It's been an unseasonably cold spring, which is going to push the start of open water season, at least for me, back a little bit further. For you, I haven't been in open water yet that I anticipate probably getting in the river in the next couple of weeks. It's, Most likely in a wetsuit, though. I imagine the water's in its 70s right now. I can't imagine it's super warm. Eventually it warms up, and it's it's fine to swim anytime. Yeah. I, I usually wait for it to warm up. <laughs> yeah. Probably be end of June this year before it really warms up. Yeah. I You know, I'll probably be in next week or the week after. But So what are some of the things that we've got to think about when we're doing open water swimming? Besides the water temperature. <laughs> well, the water temperature can be a problem. If, if it's too cold, you can kind of go into shock and yeah, have trouble breathing, which is my problem in really cold water. I have trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. And that becomes a, a real challenge when you're trying to go out there and swim. <laughs> you know, it, it's good to know the water temperature. Yep. It will. If it's a cool day and the water temperature is cold, not only can you it, you'll you'll your body temperature will drop while you're swimming, but then when you get out, you won't have a really good way to warm up if it's in the 70s or something like that. So there's ways. Uh, most what is it? Is That's what wetsuits are for? Corps of Engineers. How do you check the water temperature? Besides sticking a thermometer, which isn't going to be very accurate. That's a good question. Usually there's a core of engineers around yeah. most bodies of water that keeps temperature. Finding that data is, I don't know. <laughs> you have to go ask Google. I, I was going to say, I mean, I know the link for the river, and I just have it on my computer, and I, honestly, I can't even tell you what it is. And it tells you if the river's going up or down, right. and it also gives you the water temperature. Because if the river's up, you also don't want to swim in it around here. That's dangerous. Water's um, going too fast. Water's going too fast. There's trash in it. Um, one time I did swim when it was it was rolling pretty pretty hard, and that was probably not the best. Well, I was actually in the paddle boat watching two swimmers swim, and they were they weren't going anywhere going forward, and I was having a heck of a time. It's and we turned well. around and it was like, whoa, we're going past the dock. All right, hold on, <laughs> we're gonna have to go back again. <laughs> It was, it was yeah. challenging. So those are things to consider. And there's websites where you can find that information. And that's a really good idea to not just, you want to plan. There's got to be some. kind of predict. Yeah, there's got to be planning. You want to know the weather, te- you know, know the water temperature. If it's really cold, my recommendation is a wetsuit. Wetsuits have a lot of benefits besides just keeping you warm. They also will provide flotation. Yes. Especially the full body ones. I mean, you can get a full body wetsuit, just jump in the water. I'm, I'm normally a sinker, and I'm, like, floating. Yeah, you <laughs> no float ladies. anywhere. You can float, no problem. Float pretty much yeah. anywhere. Wetsuit becomes a, a nice addition to your arsenal for people that want to go open water swim. Mm-hmm. And if it's, like, if the water's a little bit warmer and you find, like, a full body wetsuit, they make the half johns, which are sleeveless, mm-hmm. which are really nice for when the temperature's in that 70s. Right. You can stay a little bit warm. You get the flotation of benefits. And then you also have full arm movement because there's no sleeves. Yep. Which is one of the downsides to a, a full body 
suit. I've got full sleeves on mine and it's okay. And I've borrowed a sleeveless. And yeah, I definitely prefer the sleeveless, but you get used to it once, you know, when you first put it on, it's like, oh my God, I can't move. I can't breathe. I can't, I'm, yeah, I'm like in a rubber suit. <laughs> but as soon as you start moving and realize, and warm up a little bit, it's not that bad. No, they're not bad. It, it's, it's really Have you not. ever swum with the neoprene booties on your feet? No. Okay. Because I know they make those too if it's like super cold. There's Let's a lot of people that really... really swim with those. But I'm like... I don't know how... I don't like getting in the water when it's that cold. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> if, if it's cold enough to wear booties, I'm, I'm not getting not in. Not getting in. <laughs> I just didn't know what, what your feet would feel like and how much flexibility you would have with the ankles, you know. you It wouldn't. Okay. I mean, you're you're doing it to stay warm. Yeah. To provide paddles. Yeah. If you In a wetsuit, your kick is limited anyway just because of the restriction of motion. Yeah, that's true. You don't really get a big kick in a... I mean, you you can get some kick, but you don't need to. In number one, because you're, as you're you floating. start swimming, you're floating on top of the water. The kick is just for there those, to kind of keep going. I'm just thinking for those diehard people that really, really want to get in when it's cold. You know, yeah, you that, have, you know, well, yeah, just so get, limited. I've got to get. And in you the can water. get the gloves as well. You can get gloves. You can actually get. Um, I mean, they make even hoods, don't they? I think so. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you can do to to stay warm if you want to do winter swimming, but. I, that's why I'm, we don't talk about swimming until June and July on this podcast because no one... Was, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Normal people to, don't do stuff like that. Well, the river's <laughs> usually not in any kind of shape to do that anyway um, True. until the spring. You wouldn't even The water get levels it. get high. Yeah. You, know, you get down to the waterfront, your first thing would be to kind of check out if it's a, a lake. Where are you going to be swimming? Do you see any debris sticking up? Mm-hmm. Things that might be a hazard. If you're going and swimming in a river like what we have here, how fast is stuff going down the river? Yes. If things look like it's moving down the river at a pretty good pace, you may want to rethink your your decision to go out and swim that day. <laughs> yes, or have a plan downstream <laughs> where you're going to get out and swim walk back. Downstream. <laughs> but it's always good to kind of look over what we're swimming at, what, what it's going to look like. Are there any obstacles we may have to be concerned about? Mm-hmm. Where are boats? Where do the boats go? How yes. am I going to avoid boats? How am I going to be seen by boats? Generally, what? We want a kayaker or somebody. In an ideal world, you are going to have someone with you in a boat of some sort. Yeah. Uh, usually kayaks or a paddleboard or something that's relatively slow moving is, is usually easier. Because mm-hmm. you're not going very fast in the water. <laughs> yeah. Having somebody in something motorized with you is a little... is tricky um well it's not easy for you to like grab the side if you're in trouble yeah where the the kayaks and paddle boards are lower to the water they're easier to hang on to in a in a situation where you might need help yeah we have um my friends have uh you sit in it and it's got it's like a little paddle boat and you pedal and it is a little bit higher up but it's very easy for whoever the driver is you know to hop down and grab you know, and it's it's got like a platform on it, but yeah, I can see how a kayak would be or a paddleboard would be a whole lot easier to grab a hold of, even than that. Yeah. So. Well, ideally, whoever you get to kind of watch over you and your swim, that's the the way to go when you set out. That way, you have something you can someone who's like has eyes on you in case you struggle and mm-hmm. can get to you easily and and help you get out or help you get some rest or whatever you might need. 
in if nothing else too it's um something for the boats to see and it's easier for boats to see yes um you know you get down to it safeties really when we talk about open water swimming it you know when i talk about we'll look at the thing really we're talking about safety yeah an open word an environment you're not going to be able to stand up like you can in a pool correct when if things go wrong they can go really wrong really quickly yeah. in an open water open body of water like that if you're not seeing a boat can run over you most unless you're in a lake that doesn't allow motorized boats almost all lakes almost all rivers are going to have boats on them yeah that's a potential hazard and you need to be seen you know we'd start being talk about like the inflatable buoys mm-hmm. that you can attach to yourself those are great oh my gosh i love mine and it doesn't get in the way you know it ju- it's a i don't know what are they about a foot and a half they're about a foot two feet two feet size you know and it's just like a buoy like you would stick on the side of a boat but it blows up real and easy inflates it usually usually has something you can put like your car keys and things of mm-hmm. that nature in it that way you can lock your car yeah that's always <laughs> and, handy and be able to swim out without having to worry about someone stealing your car or breaking into yeah. your car and stealing something from your car <laughs> always handy these days and you yeah. can like yeah you know, I've, I've like even maybe put like a small towel in there so that when you get out of the water you can dry off a little bit mine doesn't hold stuff but i don't need it to so but uh it came with like a cell phone case or something, yeah. you know, but I, I don't think I can put anything in mine. Well, this, mine had a, a fairly large bag. Really? Like a swim bag type thing huh. that I could get like one of those little small. And you can put it in the bag. Yeah, and you just kind of, it's like a, it's like a floaty almost and you kind of slide it into huh. the buoy. Because mine, you just blow it up. I mean, yeah. there's no area to put anything in it. No, you know, the only one, valve, yeah. you know, there's a valve to blow air into it and that's it. No, mine has like a little really? thing that it gives it a little bit more protection and keeps it from like falling out and stuff. Okay. It's pretty cool. I'll have to um, look at yours. And then, yeah, that's good. I, last time I went swimming with it, I when I wanted to take a break, I could just stop and just hold on to it as well. Yeah. It's it's not meant to be a life-saving device. At the same time, it is a buoy, and you can kind of hang on to it and just float yeah. and chill for a few minutes if you want to. Mm-hmm. Very, very handy in that regard. Yep. Because you start swimming distance, and sometimes you just want to stop and take a break. <laughs> yeah. And when you're when you're used to swimming and having walls and doing sets, getting out in the open water, it's like, oh my god, that tree is like forever away. <laughs> when you have a landmark or whatever you're sighting to, well, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, this is taking forever. It takes you a while to travel some distance in the water. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you're not used to. Uh, not used to swimming for that length of time without some kind of break in it. Oh, yeah. And that becomes a really nice tool for it. I mean, I could have stopped and tread water to the same effect. It's just sometimes easier just to grab a buoy and hang yeah. on to it. You can just drift around, talk to whoever's on the kayak. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, the other side of, I guess, all of this is try to find buddies. If you can't find a kayaker, try to find at least other people to swim with you. Mm-hmm. That way, if you're distressed, maybe you can alert one of them to help you. Yeah. You can kind of keep an eye out for each other. This is less than ideal because when you're swimming, if I'm leading and you're trailing, I'm not going to know you're in trouble. Yeah. If you're trailing and you might see me struggling up front, okay, that that might actually work in that situation. Right. But unless you're swimming right next to each other and and keeping tabs, you know, it's, yeah. yeah. And a lot of times when we've done that, 
because there's been times I think we did some group swims or mm-hmm. we went out to like Taylorsville Lake. We didn't always have a kayaker. Yeah. There might be one and we're different swim speeds. Well, you'd swim for a couple minutes and you'd stop and make sure you kind of knew right. where everybody was. And then you'd swim for another couple more minutes <laughs> and stop and yeah. you know count everybody. And then like swim how many back. buoys are we looking for? Well, like that yeah. time we didn't have buoys. We were just swimming. oh wow, yeah, yeah. That would make me nervous. I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a pretty strong swimmer, but I've seen people. You know, um, somebody that was on our team that's super strong swimmer, and she just something happened in a race, and I was like, why is she behind me? <laughs> yeah, you know, and she was. She started. She started panicking in the water. It was like okay. Well, she ended up. I think she ended up hanging onto a kayak during that. So the, you just never know. Yeah, and the other thing is, is like if you've not been open water swimming before, uh, I would recommend finding some place shallow to start. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to see the bottom in, in most open body waters in shallow. Sometimes unless you don't want to. <laughs> it, unless you're like in the Bahamas, where it's like crystal clear. Some lakes have some visibility in them. Most don't. More, yeah. than a, more than a foot or two in front of you. It's good to swim in that environment to make sure you don't panic. Uh, there are good swimmers in a pool that if they can't see the bottom, they panic. And you don't know that until you get in that yeah. situation. Until you're there. Yeah. Until you start swimming. Ideally, you would do your open water swimming, start off in a shallow that way, if you panic, you can just stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to test before you know. I mean, there was, I mean, remember we had a bunch of open water swimmers, like something, and there's a handful of people that are new. And like one of them, they started swimming and just kind of freaked out by the yeah. whole thing. And usually it's a combination of not being able to see. Oh my gosh, I can't see. There's probably some fish that's going to eat me. What's <laughs> touching me? I'm, I'm, you know, some shark is going to attack me. <laughs> yeah. in this, your, your imagination can yeah. really start going crazy there. Yeah, that's usually that's what creates the panic as much as anything else. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you're out and about, you kind of look around and all you see is the water. There's nothing else around you. Sometimes that can create panic in people as well. Yeah. Because you're like, oh my gosh, where am I? I'm I'm lost. This is I can't a lot see. Bigger in the water. You know, when you're yeah. in the water in the middle of the river or whatever, it's like, wow, this didn't look that big. Yeah. When I was on the shore, but here in the water, it's like, well, that's really far away. And rivers aren't so bad. Like, Kentucky River here is pretty narrow. Yeah. You can always kind of see the sides. You get to, like, a Taylorsville Lake, and we swim out, and we go half mile offshore. Yeah. And you're a half, you know, it's a mile or two across, and you're out in the middle of the water. It can be a little intimidating at times. Yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh, how far do I have to go to get to some place I can stop? <laughs> it's, yeah, not having those landmarks like you do in a pool. You know, yes. it's it's very different. Yeah, I can. I mean, I've swam in the ocean, but not as a swimmer, and that's uh, very disconcerting. You know, it's like okay, that shore is getting further and further away, and same thing can happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else can I think of? If you're going to be in like the Great Lakes, the ocean, mentioning that, you might want to make sure you know what the wave situation is like going to be right. those days. A big body of water, the waves. Also the tide. Yes. Tides, tides, waves, the big lakes can have really huge two-foot swells and stuff like that where yeah. that is 
disconcerting when you're swimming as well. That's from yeah. firsthand experience up in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cleveland was horrible. Was and like, if you're going to have those type of conditions, you need to make sure there are other options there yeah. to help you out. Because those, like, I'm an experienced swimmer. I've never had any problem in open water. And I remember going out on that going, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going, but it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You go up on top of a wave, you catch air, you come down, whoosh, you're underneath the water now, and you can't get your arm up yeah. for the that next stroke. That's that's a little disconcerting because I remember doing that and like I knew we had some people in our group that weren't the strongest swimmers and I'm like oh my god oh they're okay <laughs> <laughs> hope everybody gets out because this is not easy this is this is a challenge I could see where this could create a panic pretty quickly I was very at that particular swim I was like okay I have swum in the ocean thank goodness because that's exactly what it was like I was like okay trying to get the waves all right I can I could get a rhythm but it was not what I expected. That's right. You went out a couple hours earlier than me too. Yes. Yeah. You had it worse than I did. <laughs> that was the last. Yeah, you were the last. You were in the last group. <laughs> I was. Yeah. That I, thing was. It's only about an hour ahead of you, but still, it was. Um, that thing got rolling as that day went on. Yeah. Like the earlier groups, it wasn't that bad, and it, it just every every hour or two. They it ended got up worse. canceling the swim. I think the next next day, day because yeah, it was they, so bad. It, it got so bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, when you do, when you don't expect it and you've never experienced it which a lot of people were in that situation in that particular because they didn't expect it. It was the Great Lakes. It was Cleveland. Um, the problem is is it's whether it's whether I expect it or not, it's kind of irrelevant to some extent. I have no way to replicate that. Uh, yeah, you can't here. practice it. Yeah. There's no way to practice that in Kentucky. Yeah. The rivers aren't going to generate that type of wake. The lakes aren't going to generate that type of The only of way to traffic. do it would be to go to a water park. <laughs> And one of the wave pools. But I, mean, I don't even know if that would help. The only thing that would probably give you even close would be to like go near a marina where the boats are flying around and generating giant waves. I don't know. We got some that swimmers that can put some waves. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would. That would be tremendously dangerous to be in like boater channels. To <laughs> yeah, can you just go right real back fast? And you know, come about three feet in my to my to where I'm swimming. Yeah, at a rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean. It, yeah, you're right. There really is no way to replicate that until you actually do it. Experience it. Mm-hmm. And that's, but those are just things that you need to be aware of when I'm going out to swim. What is my body of water like? What What are the conditions there, as we talked about earlier? Yeah. Those are all important factors on whether or not I should go swimming that day or not. Yeah. And then the last thing is never swim by yourself. Please don't do that. Ideally, you would never swim by yourself. I know people do. I know people that do too, and uh, and I did way way back when. And uh, I mean, it's if if you're a a strong swimmer and you have one of those flotations attached to you, the chances of something happening are not high. Right. The problem is if something does happen, you're done. Yeah. There's not going to be anybody to help you. Yeah. If a boat doesn't see you and runs over you, no one's going to pull you out of the water. Yeah. If you suffer, you know, a lot of times like in triathlons when there's a a death in the swim part of it, it's almost always someone having like a, they didn't die from drowning, they died from like a heart attack. Well, they died from drowning, but they had like a heart attack or some type attack, of, something, like a pulmonary event, event happened yeah. that caused them to not be able to function and therefore they ended up drowning. Yeah. That's generally the case in those yeah. things. And sometimes I guess they would potentially die from the heart attack and not drowning especially some of the bigger races and things where they can get you out quickly. 
Yeah. But those are those are things that happen when you get into, like, say, a colder body of water that brings some shock to your body. Mm-hmm. That can easily trigger some type of... What is it the sipes with the breathing that happens a lot of times with the wetsuits? I mean, there's a lot of research on that, and that, that can definitely uh, cause some issues with people. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a, it can be a stressful environment for whatever reason, which could... You know, if you're susceptible to some type of like heart attack, when some people don't know, yeah, I mean, that stuff's unknown, or a stroke, or any type of medical event yep. of any size, if you don't have someone there to help you, it the chances of it ending well are greatly diminished. Yep. Water is not that forgiving. It's not <laughs> like falling down on the sidewalk. No. You got a chance. Or there's yeah, someone brought by that I can yell at. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in the water and I'm yelling, what are the chances that someone even on the side can swim out there and get, actually get me? Yeah. yeah. On top of that, if I'm, yeah. on, if I'm on the side of the road, someone can stop and potentially help me. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the water, there, what are the chances that someone on the side can could yeah. get in there can and pull you out? And quickly And can enough. a boat get to you and see you and get to you in time? Yeah. Well, and a lot of times I know for myself, I don't swim when the boats are out. I swim early in the morning. Before the boats are out, so right. if I'm by myself, they're yeah, it's going to be hours before anybody's going to find me, you know, and they're not going to find me because I'm going to be under the water at that point. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, one thing that my friend and I do a lot of times is we'll take turns as to who's on the kayak and who's swimming. You know, yeah, we both want to swim, but we also both want to be able to swim another day. So it's much safer to take turns. Yeah, that whole living know. thing kind of gets in the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, you know, just kind of <laughs> want to be here tomorrow. Uh, that whole yeah. I want to breathe thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of like being here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the alternative kind of stinks. So <laughs> taking turns, you know, just make it a shorter swim or, you know, get three people or whatever. And that's something to keep in mind when you're planning time. Yeah. If I'm going to open water swim with one or two other people and we're going to share a kayak time, then we i got to budget twice as much time for swimming. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so that everybody gets a chance. A lot of people will, I know a lot of people will do, is they'll try to combine events. They'll go open water swim on like a Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. come back and then go biking mm-hmm. and turn it into like a, a longer training yeah. session, a little bit longer day and kind of maximize their morning time rather than just go out and swim for 30. You know, if you swim 45 minutes, both of y'all swim 45 minutes, you're out there an hour and a half, two hours. That's a lot of time for just a 45-minute yeah. swim. But if I block the whole morning off and go biking for an hour or two after that, now all of a sudden I've got three or four hours of training and a five-hour block, and that's a little bit more palatable. Yeah. yeah. Well, good advice. Stay safe, everybody, because it is summertime. It is that time of year. Watch yes. out for your friends. Yep. Your training partners. And have fun, because it is yeah, swimming. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, open water swimming is, is different. It's unique. It's fun. Yeah. It's a nice change of pace from the pool, if nothing else. Yes. And it's outside <laughs> instead of inside, inside. the pool. I yep. mean, the inside pool is nice. Don't get me wrong. But it's nice to be out. So. Especially when it warms up. The water's warmer than the pool indoor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know you like warm water. All right, Brian. <laughs> well, if you uh, enjoyed this podcast and you're listening to us on iTunes, like us, subscribe. That's YouTube. That's YouTube. <laughs> If it's, I, if it's iTunes, we want five, we want, we're look, they're looking for five stars and, 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 and okay. nice reviews. Stars and nice reviews yes. on iTunes. Okay. But on YouTube? Then it's you hit the like button. Then you hit the like button. And you okay. subscribe to see additional content. And it gives you like a little bell or something. There's a little right? bell that would notify you. There we there go. You go. You're getting right. it. You'll get there. I'm getting it. 
Yay. We might want to write. Let's we'll write this down the script. And you can I know. Go back to I know. Script. I still have my like my beginning <laughs> script, but I don't have an end script. I'm just you know <laughs> going with the flow. If you're looking for a coach, check us out at go3sport.com, and we should be back next week. <laughs>